everybody, and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in Rhyme of the Frost Maiden Part 8, The Outpost. Today is February 7th, 2021, and you are loved. And that is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these games. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all of the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point, including full playthroughs of Curse of Strahd, Ghosts of Saltmarsh, Waterdeep, Dragon Heist, Tomb of Annihilation, and soon to be this coming Thursday, Tyrant Security. It would have already been done, but we had to postpone it because people were feeling sick that's okay that means that you got just another week to catch us playing that show live which is great uh and we also have an audio cast so if you are more of an audio inclined individual you can find us anywhere audio casts are made available for free and speaking of things that are being made available for free if you go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures you can check up on our after show called nights in the courtyard where we answer questions not only from the community but also from each other so if you have any questions that you would like to ask myself or any of these other fine folk feel free to post them in the in the twitch chat to the side or join us in the discord down below we will do our best to respond to those questions in a timely fashion as best we can. Um, but if you already support us on, Patre uh, on Patreon, you already support us on YouTube and Twitch and all of those other wonderful spaces, guess what? You can go and support us in another fashion. That's right, fashion! If you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com, we got t-shirts, we got posters, we got mugs, we got crop tops, throw pillows, shower curtains, clocks, aprons. Did I mention mugs? And guess what? We also have Tia masks. That's right. We have masks in the five chromatic glorious colors of our queen and savior, Tiamat, the dragon god of chaos, with all of the proceeds going to help Doctors Without Borders. So if you would like to help support a good cause or help support the show, feel free to once again go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. So that is it for my opening spiel. So hey, Satan, who are you playing today? Hi, I'm Satan. Uh, I use she, they pronouns, and I'll be playing Quarry, the Goliath fighter, who also uses she, they pronouns. I'm Liz Mack. Um, I will be playing Lydia, our sweet bean rock gnome cleric, and we both use she, her pronouns. And I am the indoor adventurer, and tonight I shall be playing as Hart, the wood elf druid. We both use he, him. Raybeard of Greybeard's Tavern, and I will tonight will be playing Wesloy Bubblebrook, the uh, halfling phantom rogue. Whew, too many shows, too many characters. Uh, and uh, he and I both use he, him. Hey everybody, I'm Wings. I use she, her. Let's get right into it, shall we? Her fury sheds but frozen tears as gray clouds issue forth. Her wind across the wasteland shears, bringing blizzards from the north. In forested areas where there is heavy snow, one must be careful of tree wells. Tree wells, sometimes called spruce traps, form when the branches of a tree shelter the area around the trunk, ensuring the surrounding space receives more snowfall. This creates a void or an empty space beneath the branches that can prove deadly to hikers who are not wary of them. When one falls into a tree well, it can be too deep for them to climb back out. Even worse, agitating the loose snow in the effort to escape often winds up burying them in the process. A frost-covered evergreen in winter is a beautiful and innocuous sight. But like many things in Icewind Dale, people are often blind to the dangers that lie just underneath the snow. 
Speaking of underneath the snow, when we last left off, Lydia had fallen into a snow cave and looking around realized that this must be a place where her brother had spent the night. For you see uh, a number of his belongings here, uh, that being a bedroll. You see uh, his pack in here as well. There is a tamped out fireplace with uh, the charred remnants um, where he uh, must have built a fire to keep himself warm. Um, up above are your friends, Kawori, Hart, and Wesloy Bubblebrook, who you met yesterday in Karakonic. And you are here. Um, <clears throat> uh, instantly, Lydia is scanning around looking to see if Lucas is here. Um, if there's another like exit that he could have gone out of. And she also wants to like go and see if like the bedroll is still like warm or if the fire is still warm or if it's been this way for a while. Yep. Uh, you go to the bedroll, put a hand on it. It's cold as ice. You go over to where the fire is. It's all covered in snow, half buried, also cold as ice. Uh, it seems that he is long gone from here. Uh, the entrance where the snow cave would have would have been before uh, seems to have been covered up. Um, and honestly, the only way you could have found this is by falling in. But his backpack is here and his bedroll. Um, do I see like any scraps of paper uh, in the fire from like his journal like we had found previously? You do not. But digging through his pack, uh, you find rations, uh, you find uh, general adventurer's equipment, um, you find papers and uh, quill. They are empty. Um, it seems that he writes his notes and then burns them as he goes. But you do find a, a stack of parchment, the same kind that uh, the notes that you have found were written on. Um, you also find a small wolf figurine. Uh, which is a gift that you gave him long ago. He, he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't just leave this behind. Corey, Corey. Yeah, you okay? Uh, yes and no. Um, physic physically, yes. Emotionally, no. Well, I figured that a long time ago. You're right. Can you throw me down a rope or something? Yes. Heart, second. Heart lowers his staff down. Yeah, how far, how far down is, is the It's actually very small. It's like oh, a, can I just reach in and grab her? Essentially, yes. Yeah, the, the, the 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 tallest that this is going to be is five feet. Um I'm eight feet this it, <laughs> it is it is a tiny snow cave made for a tiny gnome. Um Lydia will grab Lucas's backpack though first um and like bring it up with her as Corey pulls her like a claw machine out of the yep. snow bank. And it drops yeah. her right before. Not again. One second. Let me let me try again. <laughs> Why do you keep playing? It's just going to eat These your things quarters. are rigged. Hey <laughs> This is Lucas's backpack. His bedroll's down there. There was a fire, but it's it, it's cold. But he wouldn't leave these things willingly. And she's Lydia's just gonna hold the little wolf figurine in, in her hands very tightly, uh, to the point where it's like leaving marks in her hands from gripping it too tight. 
He was here. He was right here, Corey. Lydia, and we will find him. That means he's close. With no rations? With no bedroll? Then we have to find him faster. Were there any other footprints in there? Did you look thoroughly? Uh... Alright, put me back in. (sighs) One one second, (laughs) one second. I'll go in with you. Um, you can... You, you can kind of look around and see where the opening for this cave mm-hmm. would have been. Uh, you, you're basically on top of a drift that it has mm-hmm. been dug into. Uh, and it just so happened to be pretty, like, thin okay. at the top. Uh, and that's why Lydia okay. fell in where she was. Uh, can I dig out the original entrance? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I'll give you some sure. guidance to help. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... You'll have to forgive me, but I'm trying to open up my <laughs> character sheet, but it's uh, taking a hot second. Um, okay, I got it. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, it's a... Ve- what check did you tell me to do? Sorry. You didn't give you a check yet. I didn't give oh, you a check, okay. but, uh, sur- <laughs> but survival survival would work. All I, all I remember <laughs> is like, oh, guidance. What do I have guidance for? What was the check for? Yeah, it was all like, I wonder where this is going. <laughs> um, yeah. God, I'm sorry. I don't know why this is taking so long. But uh, yeah, she'll... Uh, before she does that, actually, she'll go and... Uh, from the top, can they see any like other footprints that aren't gnome size? Or... Um, it seems that there has been some heavy snowfall in the past few days. Uh, and aside from that, uh, the wind would have blown any footprints away. Um, you were following some footprints, uh, earlier that day. Um, and they did lead you to this, uh, area. Um, however, those, uh, footprints slowly started to fade as you got closer and closer. Uh, and then you had that encounter with the cold light walker. So you were swiftly distracted okay. from that okay okay uh, uh, you can go ahead and move on because my computer's not working i don't want to hold up no worries i i feel like quarry would be able to dig out this cave pretty easily on her own um <clears throat> you are able to basically uh like scoop out the snow um where the opening would have been um, and I, I think that you, you're a little bit zealous in this mm-hmm. uh, because you're like, you've dug out snow caves before for yourself. Uh, and so you dig a little bit too deep mm-hmm. um, and basically kind of pull half of the cave out with you. Sorry. But basically now you've got what is essentially a cross section of Lucas's cave. So you've got a pretty good look at what's going on in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just the backpacks. Um, I finally have it. Uh, but <laughs> it literally just loaded. I, I don't know why D&D Beyond's being like this um, for me. Um, Sometimes D&D Beyond do be a goober, though. Yeah. Uh, can I, like, even though I took half the cave with me, can I check if there's any other signs of any other beings in here? Or any old drag marks? Absolutely. Yeah, give me a perception check. Perception. Oh, I'm good. Those. Six. Don't forget to add a d4. 
sure. I'll have a D4. Seven. Amazing. Um, I'm sure that your friends are helping you out with this as well. This is worth the wait. Um, you are... <laughs> Certainly. Um, you, you are uh, digging and uh, like very thoroughly checking this cave for any clues. Um, you find all of the same things that Lydia did. Um, but there's something kind of nagging at the back of your mind. Um, why, why exactly is he here? Why would he come out here? Why would he do this? What was he doing in this cave? And why didn't he come back? Uh, she'll kind of think that out loud so the other ones can uh, hear the same questions. Um, I I don't understand what he's doing all the way out here. I I don't either. I mean, Lucas has always been a, a, a dreamer, like head full in the fully in the clouds. Is There's there a difference between being a dreamer and being an idiot, Lydia? This is being an idiot. Well, he tends Sorry. to He's my brother, so he can be both. Um, but, uh, Wesley, didn't you say there was some, like, ruins or site up up here? Um, I, I uh, remember hearing something about that. We passed uh, the castle already, right? Yep. So, yeah. Uh Conig is built on top of the ruins of a castle. Um, a care is a, a, a castle, like C-A-E-R. Um, and that's what it's named for. But you guys have long passed that. Um, but what he might be up here doing um, is looking for those stolen uh, items that uh, went missing back in Kerkonig. Um The lantern uh, for the... T uh, the, the 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 titular light for the uh, inn called the Northern Light, and the goats and whatnot, and then Wesley will say, "Well, and we were just following the tracks of the ogre and the sleigh, so they may have found him before we found here." Right. Um. Maybe. Then that. <laughs> While uh, everybody is kind of uh, postulating and, and like kind of working uh, backwards from here to where you guys started and like kind of putting together all of the pieces of this puzzle, um, Hart, you are standing in front of the snow cave uh, and kind of looking around uh, as you want to do. Um, you're accustomed to keeping an eye out for predators while everybody else is distracted. Um, and you stand in front of the, the cave very much in a way that Lucas might have at some point. Um, and looking straight ahead, you can see that there is a, a, a line of cliffs right out in front of you. Uh, and from this vantage point, you have a very good uh, view of it. Uh, and you think to yourself, if I wanted to keep an eye on those cliffs, this would be a great place to do that. And as you're thinking that to yourself, um, your eye is kind of drawn along the line of the cliff until it settles on a very inorganic shape in the cliffside. 
um, just this very square boxy shape kind of made out of the same material as the cliff, the same rocks, but there's something carved into the face of the cliff. I think seeing this heart would he would like turn around to like let the party know but I feel like they're like in the midst of talking about like well how did we get here what did we do and so heart just eventually like just like looks between the two like looks between all three of them uh and says there's a statue what points what he has to say asinine out of, like, off-the-wall <laughs> things to get their attention, because if he stammers, then nobody will listen. Uh, so he's just, like, pointing off in the direction. There's something carved into the cliff face over there. Is there, is it something that you can make out with a perception check? Uh, it's something that you can that make means. out Within. just by looking at it. Okay, cool. Um, Hart's got the highest uh, passive of you guys, so that's why he's the one who noticed it. Okay. Um, but now that he's pointed it out to you guys, um, having a look at this, um, to his untrained eyes, it may appear to be a statue, um, but it has the smack of architecture um, as though something or someone uh, made a domicile of some sort here. Mm. Um, very angular, hard lines, uh, lots of lots of rectangles, uh, just kind of breaking up the organic uh, shapes of this cliffside. I think someone lives there. I think that's a house. Well, from that vantage point, they should have. They might have seen something that happened to Lucas. Should we? It might be what Lucas is after. Uh, can I make like a history roll search to know if I know anything about someone living this far out? Absolutely. In fact, that was what I was about to ask for. <laughs> if anyone else is interested in making history rolls, you can do so as well. 18. 18's pretty good. Um, this, this strikes you as dwarven, architect dwarven architecture, but it's unfamiliar to you. Looks dwarven, but I've uh, never seen it before. Is it headed in the same general direction that the sled and the ogre tracks were? Mm -hmm. uh, Wesloy, with your uh, knowledge of these snowy hills, um, kind of drawing the line in your head on the map. Um, yeah, this is the exact direction that the, those ogre tracks were heading towards. The sleigh was headed this way. Well, well, I guess we're going that way. Let's hurry. It's it's cold. Is everybody okay? Nobody's hurt. I still have temp HP from last time. I'm fine. <laughs> That's true. Me Same. <laughs> um, are you okay, Wesley? Yeah, you guys patched me up great. Appreciate it. Let's go. And dum, 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 dum. <laughs> Still keeping my eyes on Wesley. <laughs> Dash ahead. <laughs> uh, Dash ahead. <laughs> um, Wesley, how much do you weigh? 
Probably 28 pounds. Heart will carry you. Okay. Like all right. he has like he'll have his like uh he'll have his quarter staff slouched up so that way you can be on one side and then chewing is on the other. Like <laughs> nice. grab hold of his antlers for stabilizers. Mm hmm You you basically kinda have to put both of your hands on the side where their chewinga is so that you have like more leverage. Yeah, we'll to put Wesley's like we'll put Wesley's stuff on one side and then Wesley <laughs> on the other. Amazing. All right. Um, so you approach this, uh, you approach this, this domicile in the cliffside, uh, and as you get closer, you can see that there is, um, a, a frozen over little creek that's kind of, um, it, it, it must have had a, a, a source somewhere within the, the cliffs here, um, because you can see that it is coming out of a cave in the cliffside. Um, a very small one. It'd be difficult to get into there. Uh, it, like, it, you'd have to squeeze even if you were a small creature. Um, but the uh, actual structure is much higher up than that cave is. Uh, and you kind of have to find a way to... Um, sort of skirt along the edge of the cliffside to get to the actual entrance. Um, you can see that there is a, a large set of double doors um, and there is a way to get up there. And as you get closer to the cliffside, you can even see um, the tracks have picked up again because the cliffside was able to uh, protect them from the, the elements enough that the, the tracks could remain. Um, so you can follow those tracks up along the edge of the cliff to get to the door. Um, but before you get there, um, you can see that there is a tall, very square uh, sort of tower that is uh, built off of the edge of the cliff. Uh, and you're going to have to walk basically right past it in order to get to that door. Uh, and looking up, you can see that there are small arrow slits um, that, like, if there's something in there, it can definitely see you. Yeah. Wesley draws one of his short swords and it's like, they'll definitely have, uh, you know, a good shot at us from up there. You want, me to, you want me to sneak? A... Oh, you just yell hail? Yeah. <laughs> you call hail? Yeah. All right. Eagle Hill. Uh, there's kind of a surprised sound and a little bit of shuffling from up there. Um, and you see um, a pair of knuckle, or not a pair, but a set of knuckles kind of like uh, reach uh, around those arrow slits. You can't see inside exactly. Uh, you hear a gruff voice call back out to you in Dwarven. I don't speak Dwarven. I don't know why I didn't take Dwarven. I took Orc. I don't know why I took Orc. I Nobody here knows Dwarven, dwarven actually. Uh, do you speak common? Or Gnomish? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll yell in Gnomish. Everybody, everybody goes through the carousel of language. <laughs> Primordial? Orc. Celestial? <laughs> I don't know why I have Orc and Primordial. I should have picked Dwarven. Thieves can't. Um, um. <laughs> <laughs> the, this voice uh, calls back down again uh, in in that same voice, and it sounds a little bit more agitated this time. 
Uh, uh, we nice. have you seen a gnome? We're just looking for a gnome. Heart Lydia will say in her just three there, languages. There is the telltale sound of a crossbow being loaded. Ah, fuck. <sighs> um. Using. Go, go ahead, Lynn, uh, Lydia. Uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Lydia's uh, panicked. Uh, all right. Wesley, uh, using Corey as cover, uh, <laughs> yell, yells out uh, something like, If you have the young man, let him be. Can't you see this young lady's distraught? And he's like, you know, like I said, half behind Corey, <laughs> not wanting to be crossbowed. Wang. Ah, damn it. Uh, a crossbow bolt uh, flies out from between the arrow slits uh, and Corey will a 23 hit you oh yeah uh, sprouts from Corey's shoulder uh, for 5 piercing damage that hurt <laughs> she just just stands there and kind of does like, what the fuck? It just stays there. Can uh, I, you, can I, how much, uh, would it be at disadvantage if I try to throw a firebolt through the arrow slit? Um, well, they have cover. So no, it. it would not be at disadvantage, but they would have an increased AC. Does this place have a door? This place does have a door. It's I'm just gonna... It's past the uh, past the tower, but yeah, the place does definitely have a door. <laughs> She's just gonna point at the door. She's just gonna point at it. Yeah. You hear the crossbow being reloaded. Yeah, Wesley runs, and he's. Uh, you notice that uh, his voice changes, and he says, "You bastards! I'll do that you for that." And. <laughs> He just like uses his dash to get like defilade under the cross uh the arrow slits. Uh, amazing. Uh all right. Uh, I think that you guys get to the door. Um it's going to get one more attack on you. That's fine. I'll, I'll try to like hide, like be the first, the one to take most of it. Gotcha. 15. Yeah. Uh does not hit. All right. Ding. Um do you have a do you have a shield? Yeah. You raise your shield and it goes ping. You're expecting yeah. it this time, uh, and then you uh, get to the door and you push it open. Uh, and it it like you hear the sound of stone grinding on stone, mm -hmm. but like with this expert dwarven engineering, um, it is uh, on basically free floating hinges made out of stone itself, mm -hmm. uh, and it pushes open. Uh, you see inside. Um, an interesting sight. Um, first of all, there is a drawbridge in front of you uh, that is still down, fortunately. Um, to the immediately in front of you, there is a an archway that goes further in. 
to your left and right, there are, uh, it seems that this compound has more directions that you can go. There, There is stuff to the left, stuff to the left of you and stuff to the right of you. Uh, but To the left, you see a dwarven compound. To the right, you see a dwarven compound. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and right in front of you, guess what? It's a dwarven a compound. Dwarven compound. <laughs> uh, but to the front of you and, and a little bit to the right, there is a row of cages. Uh, in the first cage, there are two goats that are bleeding at you, uh, very upset. Uh, and in the second cage, there is an enormous, dumpy, uh, zombie ogre uh, just kind of sitting and looking at you, confused. Uh, you can hear more dwarvish yelling to the right of you. Uh, Corey will, uh, kind of take a stance to the right. <laughs> She'll, like, take the crossbow bolt out of, like, uh, their shoulder, uh, and kind of stand in front of the group because she can take more hits than most. And kind of, uh, prepare. She, she doesn't take out her sword yet, but, uh, they, like, um, put the shield up. Gotcha. Uh, so what are you all doing as soon as you've run in here? People are yelling. We got boots on the ground coming towards us. And Corey looks like she's about to fuck a body up. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what, what seems good to you guys? Hearts like uh. just in the way back of the group. Like, I was going to just put my quarter staff down on the ground and surrender. Hearts. <laughs> Corey's going to turn around. Hearts. You are a ruthless fighter. I've seen you. Don't act like you don't know what you're doing. Uh, oh, uh, okay. Uh, Lydia is just not really even paying attention to anything that Corey or Westloy or Hart is doing, and she is scanning cages and anywhere that she can see for Lucas. HG guy, thank you for the follow. GB, would you like to let people know what happens when they follow while you're on the channel? When I'm on the channel, uh, I take this mallet and I hit that guy in the face. Yes! That was a good one. No sign of Lucas in here. Uh, there is an empty cage in front of you, but um, it does seem like these cages are intended for beasts uh, and animals. Um, the rest of the compound has not been searched yet. Um, however, uh, you may not get the chance to as you hear the sound of boots across stone uh, approaching you from the right. Um, and two dwarves uh, come bursting through a, a door to your right. Um, one appears to be female uh, and the other appears to be male. He is reloading his crossbow. Uh, and uh, you can <laughs> assume that he is the, the one that has been shooting at you. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> <clears throat> they have pallid purple skin uh, and white hair that just kind of uh, is very fine and floats about their heads almost like clouds. Um, and uh, the female dwarf uh, kind of barks something at the other guy uh, and she puts a fist into her palm uh, and you see her begin to swell in size. I need you guys to roll initiative. Bitch, I'm still gonna be bigger than you. <laughs> 19. Heart got a 13. Bigger than large? 
natural 18 for a 19 for me. I count as one size larger than the other, so yeah. Damn. All right, so 13 for heart. Sorry, what was it for Corey? Uh, 19. 19. Also Lydia? 19. 19 also Lydia. 19. That's fine. My sheet will break the tie. Wesloy? Yeah, plus four, but uh, still got an eight. Oh, buddy. Oh. <laughs> it's all the clothing. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, fun story. You guys uh, don't get to have this meta knowledge, but it'll be easier for us. Um, these dwarves name... These guys have names, evidently. Um, it's Brook and Earthhild. So I will be referring to them uh, thus far. Why didn't one of us take Dwarvish? <laughs> I don't know. I thought you tell me. I took my languages as Sylvan and my extra language is Sylvan. You can <laughs> guess why. Primordial and Orcish, that's a question for Satan. I was looking at languages Even today, I don't know. and I was all like, oh, these guys don't know common. Huh. That's funny. Lydia, <laughs> you're at the top of the round. Ah! Ah! Okay, 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 okay. Taking okay, no okay, mission. Okay. Um, so, they are running towards us. One of them is put uh putting her fists together and is appearing to grow larger yes mm -hmm. yes and the other one is reloading his crossbow and we can tell that this is aggressive behavior i would presume oh for sure considering okay. that they have been shooting at you thus far and um she is like really just like Corey's <laughs> just like doing the same thing to her <laughs> bring it <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're gonna wrestle. Um, Lydia will see this happening, and she is going to use her action. Um, she uh, clutches her raven's crest for a moment, and when she pulls it away, her hand is filled with a silvery powder that she blows at, and uh, she's gonna cast sleep. Um, in the direction of the two dwarves. Go to sleep, 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 go to sleep. Yeah, go to sleep. so I have to roll. Uh, That's interesting. 5d8. That's very interesting. Um, yes, okay, d and &E Beyond, you can access motion controls. That's fine. Um, d8, where's the d8? There's a d8. I believe in you. You better roll high. Don't do that count. to me. You better kill me in one shot. Uh, Sorry, I, I'm I'm filling time with threats. <laughs> Sorry, I rolled a 22. 22 hit points. So do does that put either of them to sleep? Um, this this looks like you're blowing like sparkles over on onto yes, them. Yes, it does. Um, Lydia, you blow sparkles uh, onto these dwarves. Um, you see it kind of like fall over their faces. They kind of squint at you. Uh, mm -hmm. And you can see them kind of starting to slow down and like uh, they like they do that like hypnagogic jerk where like uh, they're like about to fall asleep uh, and then they shake themselves out of it and neither of them do. That's a good word. Yeah. 
Not for me, it isn't right now. Knights in the courtyard for the hypnagogic jerk. Uh, okay, so seeing that that uh, has has uh, has failed, I don't. Lydia will uh, just try to position herself so that she is in the center of her group, um, and that'll be it for my turn. You do, however, see those goats pass out. <laughs> great, great, great. Uh, all right, Quarry, it is your turn. Fainting goats. Uh, <laughs> they are now. Uh, Corey's gonna uh, unsheathe her longsword uh, and do like a little, uh, a little motion with it, uh, and she's gonna go for the uh, enlarged uh, dwarf. Uh, ah! uh, yeah, she's gonna. Uh, she oh, she's she now much taller than you are, like a good head taller. I don't fucking care. And she's uh, bearing down on you with her arms outstretched, her fingers splayed as wide as she can get them. Each one as thick around as your arm. You hold no true power, <laughs> she says. And uh, you kind of see, like, um, they're, uh, like, they're excelling through their nose. So you see that uh, excel of, like, breath in the cold before they uh, t uh, position their sword and shield as they go in for an attack for this big and... All right. Well, not a nine. Uh, I don't, I think, only, I think I only have one action. <laughs> At third not. level, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was it. A nine doesn't hit. Unfortunately, it does not. Um, okay. The other fella is going to point his uh, crossbow at Lydia because uh, she has revealed herself to be a very powerful spellcaster uh, and therefore a threat. Uh, hmm. uh, does a 13 hit you? Spatang! The does not. <laughs> Uh, Spatang, the crossbow bolt, uh, bounces off of your armor, uh, and you see him uh, clomp, clomp, clomp across the uh, stone uh, over to that cage, uh, and he just smacks the uh, lock uh, and swings the door open, and he releases the ogre zombie, uh, who uh, kind of, like, turns around sleepily and is just like, oh, well, okay, I guess this is time for me to be here now. He's starts lumbering to his feet. Uh, Hart, it is your turn. Uh, so Hart is in the back of the group. Um, he's clutching his staff. He's very scared. Kaori uh, had told him that uh, he was strong, that he needed... Did you say to be ruthless? Was that the phrase that you said? A ruthless... I, that she had uh, seen him be a ruthless warrior. So Hart is, like, hyperventilating at this point. Oh, baby, no. And there <laughs> is a point where he pauses, takes a deep breath in, exhales, and as he does, he says his phrase that uh, allows him to transform into starry form uh, of Burning Star. But this time, when he does... Um, and he takes on this starry form. You all hear something? And it's not necessarily from him, but it looks like there's a shape that sort of, like, goes by some of the stars. 
as he enters into dragon form. And he is then going to cast a flame blade. Uh, so still, unmo- like, he's not speaking. You don't hear him speak. But there it looks like there's, like, something floating above the stars that rest inside of him. So he has this flaming sword, and he's just going to, like, stand next to Kuori. Because he can't attack. He has to use his action to shift and then bonus action to flame blade. But he's there, and he's ready to fuck a body up. That is super cool. <clears throat> and I hope it continues to be cool as this ogre zombie uh, lumbers towards you and attempts to smack the shiny deer man. Uh, does a <clears throat> 15 hit you, Hart? Uh, 15 does not. Ah, okay. Um, you see him uh, drag uh, an icicle covered. Uh, morning star up out of the uh the cage floor uh and he kind of runs up to you sliding it along the ground and then he just makes a big swinging arc uh with his arm uh and you sidestep it and it just goes and then up and then boom slams down on the floor again could i could I change the could I change that narration just a little bit? Absolutely. I like the idea of like Ogre like goes to swing the uh his giant mace down and just with the single hand that's not on fire, Hart just catches it. <laughs> uh, all right, you little badass. <laughs> Be a scared deer boy when it counts, but right now it's it's cosmic horror. That's my baby. boy. You can have it, I love it. Yay. That's uh, my boy. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, after the ogre zombie finishes its turn, Earthhild uh, is going to come over here and try and make you have a very bad day, Corey, because I, it, it looks an awful lot like you want to tussle with her, so that's what she's going to do. Um, she pulls a war pick off of her back, and in the same motion, she's just going to try and bring it down into your uh, body with a natural one. So 100% just absolutely whiffs it i don't think you even have to move um it like smashes into the stone in front of you uh you can see uh it chips away and like causes cracks to spread out in front of you uh don't even flinch uh and she tries to play it off like she did that on purpose like this is just a threat um and that is it for her westloy it's your turn uh westloy uh, dashes out on the other side where Hart is standing. He dashes out from behind Corey, hands, you know, appearing from nowhere, and he flips his coat back, double short swords, and he's like, what, what, at the back of the uh, giant dwarf's legs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I hate you, Dice. I hate you so much. It actually got caught in the corner, and it was like 18, ugh, 5. Um, and 11, does an 11 hit? And 11 is not going to hit. Um, All right. It is Sec- just bouncing off of the armor on her legs. All right, and then I'll try to pierce with the second little short sword. Oh, my God. Uh, for another 11. Ting, ting. He looks up. Gulp. <laughs> Lydia. It's your turn with Corey on deck. Okay, uh, 
seeing that things are not going the greatest, Lydia is going to uh, take a moment and again, um, you see a familiar sight to earlier and in that she summons forth a uh, variety of very sharp silver daggers. Um, Lydia will be ca casting spiritual weapon uh, behind wherever she can get so that it's closest to in melee range with one person and in close range to the others. I'm not sure if there's a good way to. I gotcha. Put that there. So, okay. We have cast spiritual weapon. Um, and where, then where would you like to put the spiritual weapon next to? Um, I would say next to tall ogre lady or tall dwarf lady. Okay, I'm up for it. Um, if there's a way to do it so that it's flanking with Kawari. Sure. I mean, to no mechanical effect. I know, I know. It's just a weapon. It doesn't work. <laughs> well, it I mean, 5th edition cool. does have uh, flanking rules, but we don't use them. That's fair. Um, this isn't 4 What are you talking about? So I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a roll and attack with my spiritual weapon. All right, go for it. Uh, does a 23 hit? 100%. Sorry. Okay, yes. so that is 1d8 plus 3. Uh, so that would be 8 damage total um, to our tall dwarven not friend. And then that was uh, a bone. Wait, where is it? That was a bonus action for um, spiritual weapon. So I will then use my action to cast Sacred Flame, uh, this time at the zombie. Um, How much damage was it for the spiritual weapon? Eight. Eight. Okay. Thank you. Um, so uh, Sacred Flame at the zombie ogre, which needs a um, dexterity saving throw of um, 13 or higher. All right. Uh, he makes a, Ooh, that's the wrong stat block. Uh, he does a 16. So, okay. Unfortunately it misses. Strangely dexterous zombie. <laughs> it's not high uh, DC. So. I, I think that he, he's just on fire and doesn't care. <laughs> that seems okay. about right for me in zombie terms. All right. Um, Okay. Anything else for you, Lydia? Uh, nope, that's it. Just okay. staying positioned um, in the center of Corey and Hart, trying to stay close. All right, it's Corey's turn then. Uh, they're going to try and hit again with their sword. Uh, yeah. 22. 22 will hit. And that'll be five points of slashing damage. Um, I'd like to think that uh, since this is happening all simultaneously, uh, Corey uh, kind of, um, as the pick falls down in front of them, uh, they kind of hold it there with their shield and go and attack the um larger dwarven lady mm -hmm. kind of pin her to to attack her and slashes at them in the little soft bits 
Nice. Uh, you see a wound open up uh, like on her arm uh, and the the blood is hot uh, compared to the cold air around it. So you see it's steaming. Um, is that it? Is that it for you, Corey? I, yeah, I'm a third level fighter. I don't have anything to do. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, does a 19 hit Lydia? It most certainly does. All right. Uh, five piercing damage as a crossbow bolt uh, strikes into you uh, from that other guy over there. And you see him laughing in Dwarvish. Ha 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 ha. I'll have you know, this is session eight. And it is the first time that Lydia has taken damage. Reload. Uh, Hart, it is your turn. Okay. Uh, Hart has this ogre that he is locked in combat with, so he's going to finally get a chance to use his flame blade, because uh, last time he brought it out and then the enemy died, so let's actually <laughs> figure what this thing does. Uh, ugh, does an 11 hit? It does. It's a zombie. Oh! Zombie, zombie. Uh, then it is going to be taking six points of fire damage. All right. In a very similar uh, way to before, um, this zombie is on fire and does not seem to care. Yeah. And, like, there's no flourish or, like, extracurricular movements with this sword, uh, with this flaming blade. Like, Hart's arm is literally just, like, this is the way things are. This is a very natural thing. All Um, right. Yeah, that's it. As far as bonus actions go, he doesn't have one. So that's it for me. So I, I, I basically feel like uh, the morning star came down. You caught it with one hand and then you reached up and like slashed him with yeah. your other sword, with the other hand with the sword in it. Um, he's going to just basically kind of look down at you confused, uh, look over at his morning star and he's going to lift it again and just try and bash it back down in the same spot. Do it. Uh, oof. <laughs> uh, 24 to hit. Yeah, that'll do it. All right, uh, he just pancakes Hart on the spot uh, with 13 bludgeoning damage. Oof. Um, so I have to make a concentration check to keep up my flame blade. So, funny thing, I rolled a three. However, while in <laughs> dragon form of Starry, any roll that I make for intelligence or wisdom checks or a concentration save to keep a spell, anything that's less than a 10 defaults to 10, which makes my roll a 13, which is enough to maintain my flame blade. Will that just continue forever? Yeah, as long as I am in dragon form. How long are you in dragon form? That is the Starry form that I decided to take on when I shifted into Starry. Okay, but like, how long does starry forms last? It's my beast shape, it's so like, like an hour shape, and a half. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Like instead of choosing a beast shape, that's what starry form is. Gotcha. Oh, that's yeah. super cool. We're in session eight. I've been doing this for like six episodes. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm busy with. I'm busy with other shit, man. <laughs> Earthhild is gonna try and kill your friend. Uh, an 18 on the die, uh, Quarry. Uh, does a 22 hit you? Uh, yes. Alrighty. Uh, that's gonna be 11 piercing damage as she bah, 
jams that uh, uh, pickaxe into your side. I miss being a barbarian. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I want half it. Uh, All right, yeah, and that's that it for her. Wesloy, it's your turn. Uh, having seen the, the leg armor being tough, he just takes both swords and is like, he just kind of like sticks her in the bum with both of them. One right. stabs one cheek. Um, with the, each cheek with the, uh, a sword? A sword, sure, sure. Kebab the cheeks. For every That's... cheek, a sword. All right. For every sort of cheek? Electronic dice, don't fail me now. Oh, 20? Okay. Ooh, dirty 20. I can live okay. with that. Yeah, that'll hit. All right. Let's uh, follow that through with that. So six piercing with right. another another nine for sneak attack. Nice. nice. And we hear blow the man down and ghostly hands come up and grab her leg for five points of necrotic damage. And then we see Fortunately, that the the uh, another set of hands come from the ground, ghostly hands come from the ground and grab her brother or mate or whatever the other dwarf and grab him for five points of necrotic damage. Holy moly! That was terrifying. Um, were you a attempting to do lethal damage with this? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I I would not have not been doing lethal damage. All right. Oops. Hopefully they have plot armor. Um <laughs> terrifying. Okay. Um so as you do this uh and those skeletal uh ghostly hands come up, uh I believe that there are like probably even ghostly waves. There is a a briny wind that uh blows through the compound. Um, and you can see fear in her eyes as she shouts in Dwarven, uh, and she's literally just pulled uh, underneath these ghostly waves and disappears. <laughs> and Wesley's a little shocked. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, Lydia, it's your turn. Um, so, <laughs> when you say disappears... There is no corpse or unconscious body. That... There's probably like a greasy smear on the sto on the stone. Well, there goes my idea of casting spare the dying. All right, <laughs> we're doing this. Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, with Lydia's bonus action, she will move the target um, to the other uh, the uh, spiritual weapon target to um, the other dwarf. Uh, and she's going to roll an attack. Um, so that would be a uh, 17? Uh, 17 will hit. Okay. Um, for 10 points of damage. All right. These um, very thin silver daggers. Um, he floating all around. He is still busy just like looking at that greasy smear where his friend used to be. Um, and then those daggers just go like through him. Uh, and he like staggers a little bit, uh, looking very surprised. Uh, Quarry, it's all you. I do actually still have an. Oh, you have another thing. Uh, yeah, spiritual weapon, right? 
well, spiritual weapon was my bonus action. And then so my with my action, um, she's just going to try and cast um, Sacred Flame again at the uh, zombie ogre. All right, go for it. So he needs to make a deck save, please. Uh, zombie ogres usually aren't known for being dexterous. Um, minus two, an 11 probably doesn't make it. It doesn't. So he takes seven points of radiant damage. Ah, uh, he don't like that, I don't think. Oh, he doesn't really care much what kind of damage it is. Ah, fair. Fair, fair, fair. Very fair. Thank you, sir. Have a nice day. <laughs> and that's, that's Lydia's turn. Yep. He he continues not to react to anything that's happening to him. Uh, and he's, like, in the middle of just kind of, like, peeling his Morningstar off the ground to see if that bug that he was trying to squish is still squirming. Uh, all right. So, Brook. Uh, he has just witnessed something very scary. He has just experienced something very scary. Um, and he is having none of this. So, uh, what he's going to do is turn invisible. Uh, like, it's like, uh, he pulls a, a cloak over himself. There's just a shimmer, uh, and kind of like the, the, the heat shimmers that are in the air. Um, uh, on, on like a, a black top on a hot day um, and you see that uh, shimmer begin to move uh, he's going to go past uh, I'm going to say probably Kawori and Hart uh, to try and get away from you guys go ahead and make opportunity attacks at disadvantage Fourteen. 14 misses I, I rolled two sixteen, so 21 that will hit. Uh, five points of damage. All right. Then he needs to make um, a concentration yeah. check for his invisibility. Yeah. Uh, like it is think... not a spell. <laughs> oh, I'd shit. like to think that... Uh, she... But he does still have concentration. Yeah. I'd like to think that she saw him disappeared. Uh, and then she kind of waited for a moment to kind of listen out. For the footsteps, and then just kind of like took her sword and just swing, swung, swung. At it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you see blood splatter the ground, uh, and you hear the his groan, uh, but he continues running uh, and does not drop his concentration. All right, uh, Hart, it is your turn. Hart's got a zombie in front of him that he is in the middle of attacking, so he's going to keep doing that. That is a fifteen to hit. That will hit. And 14 points of fire damage. All right. Fire bad. Um, he's finally starting to show the effects, though he continues not to, like, care. Um, he lifts that morning star again. Yeah. <sighs> he is attacking you like it is his day job. He is clocking in, so you clock out. Um, that's going to be an 18 to hit. 18 hits. Another 13 bludgeoning damage. Ooh, wee, my bones. Okay. Um, 13. Doo -doo. That would be a natural one, but hey, guess what? Dragon form, that means it's a 13. Ah, get fucked. <laughs> Why do you keep on rolling? <laughs> because if I roll higher, just in case. Yeah. Okay. It's not uh, necessary, but I like to roll because it makes me feel good. 
keep a just keep on keep on keeping on. Uh, Westloy, it's your turn. Um, the dwarf has gone invisible and disappeared. Um, however, this zombie ogre uh, seems intent on turning heart into peanut butter. And I would feel like the like heart starry form, like as he gets injured, he doesn't bleed necessarily, but like more stars are just kind of like going out. I, I feel him. like his form kind of flickers a little bit. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, okay. Uh, again, go for a knee. Um, double hack at the knee. Um, wow. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm plus six. That was a two. Couldn't be a one, so I could get lucky and re-roll. Uh, let's try the other one. A three. Three oh, no. plus six is nine. A nine Zombie. will hit. Uh, uh, nine, a nine will hit? A nine will hit. <laughs> okay. It's a zombie. Uh, yes. So finally, gain purchase in some Zed flesh. Okay. So. What was that. the first one to hit? It's got an AC of eight. An eight. The first an one eight. was eight. An eight would also hit. Oh, awesome. Okay, so that first, uh, or that second sword was 10 points of damage, and that first sword is 9 points of damage, and then sneak attack. Because heart is standing there. And 6 more, so 25 altogether. You are literally just hacking out bits of flesh, uh, like you're trying to chop down a tree. Globules. Blap, blap, blap. blap. <laughs> it's real gross. Lydia. Okay, so uh, Lydia will now move her cloud of, of shiny pointy daggers as her spiritual weapon over to this zombie ogre, and she's going to make an attack. All right. Uh, which would be 18. 18 will definitely hit. Or uh, it's plus three. Yeah. So for six points of radiant damage. All right. Uh, and how, how how hurt is Starry Form Heart looking? Uh, on a scale of, of zero to 31, he's looking at about a 12. Okay. So with her action, she's going to run up to starry form heart and touch his shoulder and sort of like feel her hand touch the stars and a soft um, light purple glow will start to emanate from her hand coloring a few of the stars near the surface and she's going to cast cure wounds i want to say that there's like a strange kind of gravitational almost like magnetic effect when your hand gets close to his form and the stars kind of like move a little bit away or a little bit towards it amazing i love it oh wait d8, d8. that's 11 points that was max holy shit thank you nice <laughs> enjoy the good d8 this is a good d8 i love you all right, anything uh, else for you, Lydia? Nope, that was it. All right, Corey. Um, is this ogre still up? He is. Uh, he's still uh, looking pretty fresh. He's not super fresh. Um, I but he is a super freak. He's super freaky? <laughs> I will then um, 
Hearing fire is bad. Um, she will do a uh, firebolt, throw a firebolt at uh, said zombie. Um, 19. 19 definitely hits. Ooh, max damage, 10. Ow! Uh, you, it, you basically, like, do, like, a, a little whistle to get its attention, uh, and it, like, slowly <laughs> turns to look at you, and then just, bah! and then, like, the fucking fire just, like, into yeah. its face, uh, and, like, you see it completely burn out one of its eye sockets, and it just kind of, like, looks at you confused, uh, and you can see, like, it's, like, it's just yeah. half of its face is completely singed, uh, and it just sort of, like, reaches up, like, oh, no. Yeah, there, uh, Corey throws it, and it's like, over here, big boy! <laughs> All right. Um... <clears throat> You hear uh, on the uh, deeper within the compound, there is a mechanical sound uh, as you look up and um, there are these, um, these, these metal like grating uh, that has gone up to um, basically block off that archway from you. Um, it seems that um, that dwarf that ran away is closing the door behind him. All right, uh, Heart, it is your turn. Uh, Heart is going to continue attacking this Zambo Zambi. Yeah. It's an 11 to hit. Yep. For 12 points of fire damage. All right. Um, this guy seems to be on his last legs. He's still looking confused at Kawori uh, when... Um, like that fire blade just goes up his back and just draws one long line of what looks like napalm uh just up his spine um and you you like literally hear the bone of his spine snap uh and he's having a hard time keeping his upper uh torso erect um he is going to kind of well, he's not going to like that. So he's going to roar and turn around and try and uh, make that heart's problem rather than his. Oh, but that might not hit. Um, How about a 14 heart? That misses. All right. Um, he roars and brings that morning star back around towards you, heart. Uh, how do you evade and or block this? Um... So I feel like with the same sense of you saying like how there's that like magnetic pull uh, when Lydia like reached out to touch him where the stars like either get close or condense. I feel like the uh, the he's using a mace club thing, the bl mm -hmm. uh, the bludgeon, the <laughs> bludgeoning weapon uh, like basically like comes at heart but then just like stops very close to it and there's that like that magnetic repulsion is just keeping it from actually coming into contact with him it's it's accelerating forever through the infinity between you no. and it <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about jujutsu kaisen is really i i good. see where you're coming from um all right uh westloy it's your turn But yeah, um, like he's he like gets that far and like he lifts it back up again and looks confused. <laughs> As zombies do. Okay, uh 
Twin sword, short swords. That's uh, 16. 16 hits. And for eight. That's all you're going to need. How do you take this right. thing out? All right. So uh, uh, it, it kind of goes like he's sitting there and he sees this thing is almost done. And he had just chopped at its knee, and so it's kind of that knee's a little bent. And so he steps in the in the hole he made in the slab that fell out. He steps in that and he leaps up. And as he goes up, he's like, "Coffee's for closers!" Chink! And he like <laughs> stabs it in, the, in its eyes, and then rides the zombie down as it as it falls. And then swing pulls the swords out and wings them and back in their sheaths. Yep. Um, um, and the echo of this zombie falling uh, is still reverberating through the compound um, when we go to our break. Excellent. So we are going to be trying to be back anyways in five to ten minutes. So don't go no place unless it's to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. Pick yourself up something nice, and we'll see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon. Hello, everybody. We have returned. We are ready. Spaghetti. Combat is seemingly over, but we do have an invisible dwarf who has dropped a, a metallic gate upon us, blocking us from somewhere. Danae, take us away. Indeed. All right. In front of you, there is a wrought iron gate that has separated you from uh, presumably where the dwarf has gone. Um, to your right is a open door that the dwarves uh, assaulted you from. Uh, and to the left is, you, you don't know, there's there's other stuff down there, but you haven't gone or seen anything come from there or to there yet. Um, but that's what you got. Also, there's some goats that have uh, gotten up and started bleating very frightened at you. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say starry form heart uh, would have gone over with flame blade still out because he has it for 10 minutes. And just like goats. No, just like unceremoniously, <laughs> just like boop, cut the lock. Yeah. Free goats. the goats. They start running. Okay. he goes over to star form heart. Looks at him. Interesting. We'll go over like he just like doesn't even acknowledge and go starts going over to the gate that's been locked and just tries to attack that with his flaming sword as well. All right. Well, I could have a look at that gate and see if it has hit points. <laughs> you're not you when you're hungry. Here, have a Snickers. Is that what he needs? No. He loves that... candy. <laughs> yeah, he, he does love desserts. Like he does love candy. I yeah. I love the idea of just like handing a cookie to Starform Heart, and he's like, "Oh, a cookie." <laughs> he's like, "Okay, Heart." Just, just drops right out of it. We fought enough. Here's a cookie. That would be adorable. Um, I apologize. Um, while you're doing that, Lydia will <clears throat> um, hurriedly sort of start to 
look around the room, see if there's anything that she can see, but also be somewhat close to the gate to try and peer through ah. with her dark vision to see if she can see yeah. any if, other disturbance. If you uh, sat here and hacked at this gate for long enough, Hart, you would eventually just hack right through it. Yeah. While everyone else is, like, investigating, like, Hart is very one-track-minded in this form. He's got this flaming sword for ten minutes. If he can get through the gate in ten minutes, so be it. There is just a, a loud kind of um, unsettling sound. It's it's a little bit like uh, being in a forge with somebody hammering at a uh, at, at a piece of, of of iron that they are working, uh, but it, it is a much more violent uh, sounding sort of thing. Uh, it, it's a mix between you know like blacksmith tinkering and just like full on war mongering, swinging a sword at a at a battle dummy. What is everybody else doing? Uh, can I inspect what's towards the left passage? Lydia will take the right then, the room that they came from. Okay. Um, Lydia, you peek into that room and you can see that there uh, appears to be uh, something of an overlook there. Um, there are also arrow slits there. Uh, and if you continue walking down this path, you'll eventually find a trap door that was left open. Um, and going into that trap door, uh, you wind up going down a ladder, uh, through a little crawl space and then back up a ladder and you find yourself in that tower that you were attacked from before. She'll just quickly take a look out the arrow slits to see if she sees any movement in the snow or anyone, um, giving chase or anything like that. Give me a perception check. Natural 20. Plus four for 24. Far off in the distance, you can see uh, two pairs of footprints uh, making their way through the snow very swiftly away from you. Just footprints, though. You don't see people. Do they seem like medium-sized humanoids, large ogre footprints, or maybe small, possibly gnomish footprints? They look like well, I mean, they look like dwarf footprints to you. I feel like there's a big difference between gnomish footprints and dwarvish, dwarvish footprints. Uh, and it's it's definitely the big clomping boots of two dwarves making their way through the snow. Two of them. Interesting. And they appear to be coming from the compound? From the compound. Yeah, they are retreating from the compound and going elsewhere. Lydia will return um, to... The main group and just, well, I think they are running away. Um, I saw two sets of footprints leaving. Um, but to be perfectly honest, like that's kind of fair. We broke into their place and then murdered one of their friends. And, and they, they shot first. I know, I know. But they didn't speak common. So even if we caught up with them, I don't think they'd be able to give us information about Lucas. I think that maybe we need to just search around here and... and see what we can find. Maybe he was here. Maybe they have him in a different cage. It's um, cool. Kawori and Westloy, what were you investigating while Lydia was off doing that? The left, um, the other passageway. Left passageway? Yeah. Okay. Um, what you find is a lot more concerning. 
Um, you go down uh, kind of a, a long hallway um, and you can hear something down this way. Um, it doesn't sound living. Um, it, it is something moving, but it is not something living. Um, and as you kind of peer into this darkness, you can see that there is um, uh, what appears to be a dungeon type thing, um, but there are uh, individual cells uh, and the cells themselves are, are made of solid rock with only just like the, the barest uh, like window, like eye slits at like about dwarf height. So you can't necessarily see what's in there uh, until you um, get up to it and kind of peek in. I will peek in. Uh, peering in, uh, you see something just kind of uh, rocking back and forth on two feet. Uh, and there is a, a strange kind of like cloud uh, around its head. Um, it does not appear to be living. It, it, it looks like a, a corpse that is standing there and just sort of rocking with its head down. Give me an arcana check. Mm. 17. This cloud that is hanging around its head, um, that seems to be like spores to you. Um, I don't think that you necessarily have witnessed this kind of thing yourself, um, but you have heard tales of mushroom creatures that can reanimate corpses and basically bind them to your will. Or rather, to their will. Hmm. Is this the only thing I hear in here? Or do I think there's more in different cells? Um, you, like, kind of, like, moving along the line, uh, like, peeking in, you see um, something, you see something similar in each cell, like, maybe one kind of Blair Witching in the corner, maybe one just kind of, like, uh, sitting, uh, like, it, it, like in the fetal position in the middle of the room. Oh no! Uh, at one at one point, um, it's it's very frightening because like you come to an empty room, uh, but then like that uh, that eye slit suddenly becomes very dark as it just kind of wanders across, uh, and it seems to be just like prowling uh, like a predator right in front of the door. Um, and as, as you like, you know, very methodically just like check each cell, um, you continue down the line and, and like these each seem to be like from, from different sources. Um, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Some of them are 10 towners. Some of them are uh, rigged nomads, um, just people that you would typically find mm -hmm. somewhere out on the tundra um, until you come to the last cell um, and this, this one's kind of different. Um, it is a, a, a normal sized humanoid um, and they are sitting in the corner with their head down, just kind of on their arms. Um, and they aren't doing any of that swaying and they don't have the spores around them. 
Do they look like a smaller humanoid? No. A normal-sized humanoid. Uh, okay. They are wearing furs, though. She'll do that, like... Um, this person looks up. Uh, they are in the darkness, so um, you can't necessarily see them uh, very clearly. Uh, but there is that kind of flash from their eyes that you would get from a predator um, or something that can see in the dark. Um, and then you hear a, a very disgruntled sound come from them. Um, and they stand up and walk into the uh, light. Uh, and the light uh, goes from their boots up to their uh, belt. Uh, and then finally, the lower part of their face, uh, the lips of which are stained blue. Um, and she says, what the hell are you doing here? Well, hello there, friend. I forgot her name. It's Ravison. Ravison. It's Ravison. Ravison. I know who it is. I, tried, I forgot her name. I tried really hard to come up with one of the fake ones. Ravnica. 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 Ravioli. Ravioli. <laughs> Tell me the formuli. <laughs> Tell me the formuli. Um, the fuck are you doing here? She gets really close to the uh, the window, and she says, "These bastards can turn invisible. They snuck up on me." Yeah, we killed one, and then the other turned invisible. She kind of sticks her nose up to the eye slit, uh, and you can hear her sniffing. And she's like, "Are the rest of them with you?" Uh, yes. You want out? Yes. Get me out of here. Okay, calm down. Are you going to try and kill us again? No. Will you work with us? Maybe. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, but if, if you get me out of here, yes, yes, fine. Yes, I'll do it. Fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, is there like keys or is this like kind of like a solid block? It's it's kind of a solid block. Um, do, do you know how they open these cells? I have no idea. Hmm. I would have I would have gotten out here by myself if I could, don't you think? Uh, I was asking if they used the key or not, Travis. And okay, calm down. I'm saving you. <laughs> sorry, that's more me than. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're fine. She cut. No, she she cut. She she looks through the. She's like, calm down. I'm asking if they used the key or not. And you have to like really, really like. Yeah. You you you're basically doing Wait, a slob like, squat in front of this thing. Quiet. Yeah. To to look through the the peephole. Um, and as you are doing this, uh, unfortunately, um, you are unable to notice, um, the invisible Duragar sneaking up behind you, uh, and you feel a war pick, um, dig into your side. When I say dig into your side, I mean he rolls very poorly, and, um, I, I'm, I'm gonna say Ravison says, look out! And then you like dodge to the side and it just like, poof, like uh, goes yeah. directly into the door uh, and she uh, backs up kind of cursing. Uh, the rest of you hear a commotion happening uh, down the hallway. 
Um, Lydia, I'd say that you'd probably be coming back uh, from your investigations. Uh, Hart, you're probably still in your starry form uh, and you had managed to get like one of these bars uh, un unlatched. Uh, basically you had uh, melted them down enough that you could reach up and just kind of like pull one off. Uh, and then you hear a commotion from down there as Corey is getting attacked. Can, can I say they hear like a whistle? that Corey it's like hey yes. it's danger 100%. Danger it's the danger whistle and Westloy was kind of standing in the middle of the room doing that just listening for anything like watching the lightsaber listening for them and... they did a really good job on their stealth check not so much on their attack yeah so rush that way all right um let's go ahead and roll some more initiative Uh, 15 for Lydia. That's an 8 for Hart. Natural 20 on my initiative for a 21. Yeah! Nice. And Wesley? <gasps> I'm lucky! I'm a halfling! I rolled a 1! I can re-roll! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> That's better. 16. I was waiting for uh, it to be another, like, one or two. I know, me too, dude. <laughs> me too. I, it was sliding on two, and I was like, you, son, you did this a you minute ago. You motherfucker. You motherfucker. Gosh, I'm actually using the new Rev of the Frostman because they're digital, so Ooh. you don't see anything until it's landed. Ah, nice. Yeah. They're really cool, too. You guys ready? Yes. Bring it. All right. Um, so basically, uh, Ravison says, look out. Uh, you move at the last second. Uh, and you turn around to see another one of these dwarves has smashed a pickaxe into the place where you were just standing. Uh, he's grimacing and looking up at you like, ah, darn it. Like, I fucking missed. Uh, Corey, you're at the top of the round. What are you going to do? Um, unsheathe my sword and uh, smack him with the pointy end. All right. That's not how you fight with a sword, people. Um. 13. Alrighty. That will not hit. Damn it. Okay. Well, she tries. I say, um, she rolls out of the way and unsheathes her sword and tries to go at them, but as she unsheathes her sword, they had just moved out of the way. But then turns to ready herself for another, uh, fight. Alright. Uh, Westloy, it is you. Uh, I'm going to say that you're able to sprint down this hallway and slide in to see um, this, uh, this dwarf attacking your friend. Uh, and your friend, Kori, uh, <clears throat> has just missed a, a slash against this dwarf. Right, uh, at your service, lady. And uh, he'll uh, double short swords it. Uh, dirty 25. And a dirty 22. All right, both of those hit. All right. 
dear D&D Beyond, if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening, please move where the dice roll. They roll right over where you have to push the buttons to attack. Um, okay, so that's nine and another seven for sneak attack. All right. And then another eight. So <laughs> lots. Um, I can't do the math. Uh, 16 plus 8. 24. 24. Is there any more damage that you can do on top of that? Uh, Not currently. All right. Uh, You come up behind this guy um, and you basically shove both of your swords up into his back at the same time. Uh, And like, I, 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 this, this is like the most anime episode of Icewind (laughs) Dale in my mind. Uh, I imagine it goes into slow motion, like does that thing where he goes like, and then like blood comes out of his mouth. Uh, Lydia. Oh, hi, that's me. Um, <laughs> oh, hi. Seeing all of this that has happened, I assume my spiritual weapon has disappeared because it's only up for, wait, I'm double checking. It's one minute, I believe. Well, it's gone. Uh, so <laughs> uh, Lydia will instead uh, run up and just like so angry and frustrated that they have yet to find uh, Lucas, despite all of the clues as to otherwise, uh, she is going to take a swing with her mace that she has that is so very rarely used. Um, so. That, but it is a fine cleric weapon. It is indeed. Um, so that's a 15. Uh, 15 is barely going to miss. Yeah. Uh, and seeing that she has missed, she's going to um, run and hide behind Corey. This guy <laughs> is still impaled on Wesley's uh, swords. Um, just as he yanks those swords out, um, the the guy like ducks his head down, and your mace just goes boom into the wall behind him. Uh, and then you're like eep, and then you go hide behind Corey. <laughs> Uh, this guy is gonna get a turn. He is very close to death, and boy, howdy, he sure would like not to die today. Um, he is unable to turn invisible again. He shot his shot. You fool. Um, he is going to, uh, jeez, goober. Um, well, fight, fight to the end, I guess. Uh, he's going to try and uh, get Kawori in the shins with his war pick. Oh, that probably hits. Uh, 23. Uh, that's going to be six piercing damage, Kawori. Right to your shins. Can't hear you. Still can't hear you. Still can't hear you. What the fuck? <laughs> now I can hear you. Thank you. <laughs> it's a very important thing to uh, hey. communicate. Hey. All right, Hart, it is your turn. All right, so all of this is going on at the end of a hallway at the bottom of some stairs? Uh, Not not at the bottom of some stairs. The whole thing just kind of ramps Slopes down. Slopes down? Okay. Yeah. 
I feel like Hart is standing in the doorway because he had been like working on the door for a while. Still has his flaming, uh, flaming sword in his hand, um, his flame blade, because uh, it hasn't been ten minutes, right? Since all this happened, right. or has it been ten minutes? It is not. Okay. So Hart is just standing in the doorway up at the top, looks down, and then just, like, sort of, like, just very, again, unceremoniously, like, points the flame blade towards this dwarf, and he's going to cast Magic Missile at first level. All right. Magic Missile! Uh, what does it look like when you murder this dwarf? Uh, Hart just, like... Points the sword, you see three beads of stars just shoot out from him unerringly, like pop, pop, pop. Dwarf ends up just going down, and Hart just stands in the door frame and then just turns, and you see him disappear, and then that clanging sound of just him working <laughs> on the door starts up again. Oh my gosh. He's relentless. That's terrifying. That's right. what Corey told him to be. Terrifying? Yes. A relentless. ruthless fighter. Yeah. Relentless. Um, um, Corey, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> I think you take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Heart, as you go back up that hallway, um, you hear footsteps behind you. He'll turn. There's nothing there. Um, he will, <laughs> can't target what you can't see. That is true, but yeah. I think he is. Is it lit in here? Um, it's super lit, bro. From your sword, yes. From my sword, okay. I think that if anything, he will take a ready action, where mm -hmm. if something is going to be aggressing towards him, he will strike back. If not. He's just going to continue at that door. All right. Um, you hear those footsteps, like, tentatively move past you. Um, and then you hear them begin to quicken uh, and grow more distant as uh, you hear them start to crunch into the snow as they're running away from you and out the door and down the cliffside. Okay. Let them run. All right. I'll say we're out of initiative. Oh, okay. Um. Uh, you see blue teeth appear in that uh, that that little peaky hole. What is that called? The the, the rectangular slat that you can look through. Just a slot. A slat. Okay. You slot. see blue teeth appear in that uh, slot. Uh, I didn't find Lucas, but I found Travison. Oh, great. Just what I always wanted. 
Don't sound so excited to see me. Mm, don't be so excited to see us. So are we and- going to just go, right? Hey, wait, no, you said you were going to let me out of here. Hmm. She might be useful for the journey. There's more uh, clanging sounds as uh, Hart is making who is is uh, basically like yeah. dismantling yeah. this gate uh, further up. Lydia, Wesley, find see if you can find a way to open up this uh, cell. Do not open up any of the others, okay? Okay. Uh, Sounds Lydia, good. We'll look around see if there's any levers or buttons things like that she will not press them but she will look for them keyholes yeah that's a good point um so, <laughs> while they're doing that Corey's actually gonna go over to heart yep uh i'll say that heart has actually removed enough of the door to be able to get through it at this point heart that's enough Uh, I feel like he just sort of stops and looks at the door and then just, like, grabs the pieces that were there and just bends them forward, takes a step in, and just begins going in that direction. I don't All have right. a cookie. Uh. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, we have to bribe him with cookies. Do you want pie? That's so sad. I'm responding to pie. Um, <clears throat> Heart, uh, you walk in. Um, the light from the flames uh, looking off of your sword uh, playing uh, weirdly against the walls, casting a, a, a dark... Uh, and long shadow behind you Um, and you come to a door Uh, you see the lever uh, that the dwarf must have pulled to put that gate up yeah I mean if there's room enough for people to squeeze through it doesn't need to pull it is that all that's in here is just this lever Uh, the lever and a door he'll go over to the door and try mm-hmm. and open it. So why it bother opens. checking for traps? He's not that. He's not that smart. Uh, you see, uh, you open the door, uh, and light spills in. Uh, you see a stone-carved bed and a desk. Uh, otherwise, it's very drab in here. Uh, the architecture is all basically the same. There, there's no decoration. It's all just kind of very utilitarian square furniture or room or whatever anything is made of here. It's all just kind of a square made out of rock. Um, On the desk, you can see that there are a few shards of dark crystal uh, and there's a crumpled up piece of paper and a burlap sack uh, that's draped over a glowing object that emits uh, a colored light that shifts from blue to green to red. Okay. Um, I think this is probably at the end of the 10 minutes for the flame blade. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so the blade just reverts back to being like this small starry moat, and he just puts it back into his chest. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are left in darkness, and you are nothing but a silhouette of stars now? Other than uh, the silhouette of stars besides this lantern that's just like strobe lighting colors mm-hmm. inside here. And I think that's when Hart just like the starry form drops is around that time. Like once all of the clear and present danger is gone, that's when it goes away. Right. And Hart is just like looking around this room is like green, red, blue. <laughs> Green. Hart. Uh, Quarry. Where are you? Hart. <laughs> She'll open the door. Yep. And he's just There's... like holding on to his staff again, looking very scared and alone in this room. She'll she'll uh, see that he is no longer in starry form and kind of like pick him up and carry him. Kind of like Lydia does where you pick someone up and they kind of sit on your arm. <laughs> like that's how she picked yeah. up Lydia. He's mm-hmm. He is not above being carried like a baby. Yeah. It's alright. I'm here. Um, there was... There was what... I think there... I heard footsteps crunching outside in the snow. Uh, yeah. These uh, people can turn invisible, so... That's really rude. Very, yes. Um, if she looks around the room, all she sees the the glow. She's, yes, she sees the glowing. Uh, it's happening from underneath a burlap mm-hmm. sort of cloth. Uh, but you also see that there are some uh, there there are some crystal like dark crystal shards on the desk, mm-hmm. um, and there's also a crumpled piece of paper there. Uh, she will take those things uh but she will take them like the burlap sack the crumbled piece of paper and the other one that i my brain just blacked out the dark crystals at the end of this labyrinth where's david bowie my mind just said redacted (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness i hate it when that happens so you said there was a lantern yes there's a, a lantern uh some dark crystals uh glassy shards they are uh and um a piece of paper have i seen these crystals before they look terribly familiar uh and you know you probably shouldn't touch them with your bare hands uh she will set heart down and say go back through the gate okay find the others they're, they found Ravison. They're trying to get her out. What's she doing here? She got trapped. Don't open any other cell besides Ravison's cell. I hope her shrub's okay. And Hart will... Her teeth <laughs> are still blue? Yeah, Hart's gonna uh, do as Corey says and leaves her alone in this room with spooky crystals and a changing <laughs> lantern. What's the worst that could happen? Uh, there is the the changing light just playing off of Kuori's face as she turns around and looks at these crystals. Uh, and I think that we will let Kuori do what Kuori does with those, and she can tell me uh, about that probably off stream. <laughs> <laughs> off stream! 
how dare you? <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, she'll uh, re uh, she'll reemerge uh, from the room. Uh, nothing in her hands uh, except the piece of paper. Uh, looking um, at this paper, kind of like un uncrumpling it and smoothing it out. Uh, it appears to be a letter, but it is written in Dwarvish. Wait, <laughs> I have comprehend languages! <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll see what that says when we come back when she's ca cast comprehend oh, languages. Lord. God, it sure is great to be a spellcaster. Listen, I've only been a spellcaster for a day. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> Fair and valid. Have a nice day. <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, Westloy, as you are uh, standing in here, um, looking around, uh, this room actually has an opening uh, that goes up some some stairs. It's a fairly wide set of stairs, and that goes up to a uh, table uh, with some chairs surrounding it. And you can see that there are doors. They're all standing open. You can see that this seems to be some sort of barracks. Um, and looking at this table, there's actually a, a map of what appears to be the coast of Icewind Dale uh, with the, uh, the, the, the sea to the north, um, uh, which is called like, it's not the Sea of Ghosts. I know that. The Sea of Moving um, Ice? That's the one. Yep. Uh, the Sea of Moving Ice. Uh, and Westloy, it looks like they're trying to find something. Uh, something that you probably wouldn't want people to find. Okay. Um, I when we were in front of the, I'll snatch and pocket that. Mm -hmm. um, but I will ask Lydia. Uh, do you, do you guys always just run off by yourselves in just you know a scary spooky place? Um. Well, I see. Hmm. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Corey's very strong and strong-minded and strong-willed and strong. Inside, inside the cell, you hear distantly, yeah, sometimes they run off by themselves and terrorize the wildlife. <laughs> I mean, that's seriously, I, things could just jump up out of the vents and, and get you while you're, I, you should always have someone to watch your back. It's true. We do have to be wary of imposters. And she stares at Ravnica's cell. <laughs> <laughs> My name's not Ravnica. Yeah, it is to me. Uh, <laughs> you didn't say it. You were thinking it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's... I mean, it, it, it's, it's really tough sometimes because I feel like our goals can sometimes be very different and we don't we're not the best at communicating um we're learning we're trying i mean you're, but you function well together it's kind of kind of nice crew you got going on here are, are we supposed to let this person out is that the goal i think that we are supposed to find the button or lever or key that we could let her out but we'll just wait until Corey and Hart get back here before we do anything drastic. Hart sounds like a waiting. plan. <laughs> yep. And Hart will arrive before Corey does, so Hart arrives. 
Uh, Westloy, do me a favor. Uh, are you being stealthy at all about uh, snatching up that ma map and squirreling it away? Oh, yeah. Then roll me a stealth check, please. Okay. Uh, dirty 23. All right. That's going to be everybody's passive perception. It is gone. It never existed. Just the way we like it. And And there is no, like, uh, keyhole or anything that's visible to like pick the lock to get this thing open? Um, not on the lock itself. Um, looking at this thing, uh, like I said, this, this entire compound is built in a very like Spartan, like utilitarian way. Um, but you do see that there is a kind of a raised uh, portion where like a, a lock would be. And looking at it, it has a dwarven rune, rune on it of some sort. Uh, so kind of looking around the room, you can eventually find that there is a row of those runes. And underneath them, there are levers. So we're waiting until they get back, correct? Well, Yeah. Well, what? Oh, um... Uh, I just... Kawari found the lantern that we were looking for, as well as some other stuff, and she told me to come and visit you guys, because, oh, hi, Ravison! It's nice to see you again. Is that you, Freckles? <laughs> well, I'm- Get me out of here! I, I, if I knew how, I would. Is your shrub okay? <laughs> what shrub? I don't have a shrub. The one that she had slowly all your turns to Rue Harker. <laughs> uh, there is there is a quiet moment of like there's you can hear some rustling, uh, and then uh, she, when she responds, her mouth sounds like it's a little bit full, and she's like, "Don't know what you're talking about." Hmm. I'm here too. <laughs> uh, well, Westlaw is standing in front in front of the buttons, like. Like mm, these don't exist. <laughs> these don't exist. Like maybe got his arms up in his cloak, so they <laughs> covering even more of them. West, West, uh, Westloy, um, hmm? you're really good at opening doors and 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 doing stuff like that. Do you know how to get this door open? I'm postulating a uh, hypothesis, consternation stuff. He I'm just thinking. Looks at you with like. <laughs> The longest eyes. Those are a lot of words that mean. Those are a lot of words that just mean stalling. <laughs> Does she say that from inside? <laughs> yes. Uh, Hart, uh, I do believe that the most um, safe option here is to wait until mm. Corey returns. Why? And uh, well, because. And he, he gestures. I, uh, I, I was just going to say, um, Hart, I, it's nice to see you as you again, I must say. Um, well, I'm always but, me. Uh, no, you, but never mind. I just mean, um, there's a lot of other creatures in the other cells. And if we accidentally push a button that doesn't open um, Ravioli's door, then um, we might unleash that creature. And if that happens, then I would rather have Corey here. And if we uh, let, um, if, if we let uh, Ravison out, then 
she could just run. I just would prefer to have Kalori here if we push the uh, wrong for button, danger. If we push the wrong button and one of those things got out, I wouldn't let anything happen to you. Well, that's very nice. But let's not try that until we're all together again, please. <laughs> and Heart, uh, Lydia will kind of like usher Hart to the end of the mm. hallway for a second. Um, and just sort of whisper, um, like she, she looks at Wesley as if he's welcome to come as well, but isn't required to. Right, right. Um, but just sort of whispers to her, look, Hart, I know that, I know that you like to see the best in people, but Ravison is Trixie and I'm, I'm really low on, on magic right now. So I think that we need to be as cautious as possible. Um, just, just for the next little while until we're able to rest. And Hart takes a deep breath in and like nods in consideration with what you're saying and says, if that's what you feel is best, then I will follow your lead. But if anything does go wrong, I will protect you. You are my friend. My friends are worthy of protection. You're my friend too, Hart. He but... smiles at that very big. <laughs> well, um, oh, sorry, Wesley. I was just... He snuck was... up real big. Well, oh, yeah. no, you guys were at the end of the hall while you were there because he didn't go. He stayed. Mm -hmm. And while that's happening, he, he comes right to the, the, the prison slot. And he's like, so your, uh, your name is a, pa a pastry filled with meat, huh? Ravioli? Is that, is that your name? Um, she has uh, retreated to the back of the cell. Uh, and you can see her just kind of sitting uh, with like a, a finger pointed into her mm -hmm. temple. Um, uh, and you can tell from the look on her face, she can hear every word that Lydia and Hart are whispering mm. about her. Um, and she looks really kind of, she looks put out, uh, and, uh, like, of course, like, of course these guys are acting like this. Like, what else would I expect from them? Mm. Um, <clears throat> and... <laughs> She gives, she rolls her eyes and gives you like the most exasperated look. And she says, what the fuck is a ravioli? <laughs> it's a wonderful pastry filled with meat and cheese. What is a, a pastry? You hunters in two legs are always talking about like, I'm going to know what you're talking about. I live in the woods. I feel bad for you. Maybe someday I will introduce you to some fine raviolis. Well, maybe I like it in the woods. You ever think of that? Hearing, hearing the commotion, Lydia will, will uh, walk back. But before she does, when, like, just when she's telling uh, Hart that, that, that he is her friend too, she'll like, rest her hand on his shoulder for just a second you can in hear the same, actual growling coming from in there <laughs> in the in the same spot where she had cast cure wounds 
and it she just like takes an extra second to look at his shoulder and back up at him and then walks over to the um the cell and <sighs> Ravison, I I know that you've had it rough. I know that we've had it rough. It's a whole lot of rough. We don't we want you to get back to the forest and live a nice happy life of not terrorizing the locals. That's what we would love. Um are you okay? Are you hurt? Is there anything that you need? And I, I we are gonna attempt to get you out of there, but is there anything you need in the meantime while we wait for Corey? Are you hungry? You but boy. What about him? He was here. In 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 a in a cell in did they take him away? What did you see anything? Please. Let me out and I'll tell you what I know. Uh, Lydia is going to make her best guess at what the button is to let her out and push it immediately. All right. Um, probably like the matching rune on the door, right? Lydia's pretty smart, so she's just going to take 10 seconds to look at the buttons and make her best guess and push it. All right. Bop. Door opens. Uh, just swings open. Uh, with like a kind of a, a, a sound of stone uh, grinding against stone. Uh, and she darts out uh, and you see her just like, ah, freedom. <laughs> oh, it's so much better now that I'm out of there. All right, I am so leaving. Uh, before they got there, the last thing that Westloy said to, to uh, Ravioli uh, was... <laughs> It was literally, if you ever harm them, I will turn you into mincemeat. <laughs> and then, then Lydia kind of like, he sees her coming out of the corner of his eye and he, he steps back smiling uh, like. <laughs> uh, before uh, she arrives, she says, I'd expect nothing less from a hunter. <laughs> samurai, halfling samurai eyes. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then, you know, behaving himself as Lydia goes and presses the button and then she's just like, yeah, I'm out of here. Uh, um, excuse me, Ra Ravison, 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 please do not make me do this. I am very fucking tired. <laughs> I'm tired too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When did you see my brother? Where did you see him? You said that you would help if we let you out. We've been good on our word. We have never gone back on our word with you. We let you live and we didn't have to. So I swear by the Raven Queen herself, you tell me what you know so that I can finally find my brother and take a fucking rest or you will not be leaving this area at all. As you are ranting, she's just going to kind of slowly lower herself onto her haunches. Uh, so she's down at your level. Uh, and then she says, I'm only going to say this once. Chill. Okay, I'll tell you what I know. I'm not gonna owe you. You hear me? You let me out, I tell you what I know, and then we're square. I don't owe you a thing. Do we understand this? I prefer circles, but fine, go ahead.
they asked him a bunch of questions. He didn't know anything that they were saying. They speak a different language than he does. But I heard them say East Haven. When did you see him? When was he here? It was two sundowns ago. He kept on telling them that he had friends coming and it seemed an awful lot like they were going to go and try and send somebody to see if he was telling the truth. Did he escape? Did they let him go? Was he hurt? Did he, he leave on foot? Was anyone with him? They seemed to want something from him. They probably would have turned him into one of those guys if they wanted him dead. And they didn't do that. They just took him away. So they took him away? They didn't, he didn't leave of his own volition? No. Did he look hurt? Do you really want to know that? Lydia is just immediately crying. Um, oh, no, stop that. Oh, gross. No, he wasn't hurt. Okay, I have one more question and then you're, you're free to go. Why didn't they turn you into one of those things? They tried to. I didn't let them get close. Insect check. Can I get like, is she like, is there something more to that story? Because I feel like. Sure, go for it. Okay. I just, I feel like there's more. And also just if she's genuinely telling the truth. Uh, 16 plus. <laughs> she gets a seven to her charisma check. Oh, God. Ravioli's got the looks. Ah. <laughs> um, so, uh, insight. Oh, I get plus five. 21 total. You believe her. Um, you know that she doesn't like to be touched. <laughs> And um, she does have very powerful magics available to her. They likely were probably waiting for her to use them all up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Either use them all up or starve her until they could get close enough to her to do what they wanted. Look here, and Lydia will take a moment and go into Lucas's backpack and take the rations that he had and hands them to Ra uh, Ravison. Mm -hmm. um, and just says, if you, I know that you lost your sister and all I'm trying to do is not lose my brother. If you see him, can you please make sure he's okay? I... Stay safe, Ravison. Uh, as you hand her the rations, she just kind of looks down at it. Uh, you see her lip curl a little bit. Um, and she says, I'm guessing you're going to insist I take this. If you're not... If you're not going to eat it, I don't want it going to waste, but I just want to make sure you can get back to the forest safely. 
she's going to reach into her uh, robes, uh, and you hear like various sound effects go off as she like reaches in there. There's like a squirrel chitter. Uh, there's like uh, a duck quack, uh, <laughs> and um, like. I don't know. I, I want to say that there's like a lion roar as well. Um, she um, uh, and then she reaches and she pulls out that bush, uh, and he goes, "Whoa, hey, here I am again." She was lying before. I've been here all along. Uh, and she plops him down and just plucks a bunch of berries off of there, just like super quick. You can tell like she's practiced this a lot. Uh, and she hands you a pile of uh, little blue raspberries, essentially. Uh. Thank you. I owe you nothing. She takes the, those rations and then stuffs them into her, uh, her, 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 her robes, uh, and then she throws that bush over her shoulder. And he's like, Haha, "Here we go again!" Uh, and she's going to start heading for the door. As she does, Hart will reach into his pocket, and he pulls out like the crumbly remains of a cookie, and he hands it to her i imagine that she like turns to go out the door and she is stopped like short by heart standing in front of her yeah. with the crumbly remains of the cookie and she's like would you guys quit trying to give me things and heart will say the two legs aren't all hunters they can do wonderful things as well and he will hand her the cookie and say have a nice day flicks a berry at you and then leaves bends down picks it up and puts it into his pouch with the rest of his good berries Nothing. as as an aside i didn't want to break the flow of the scene but when she or they were making lydia get all teary-eyed way in the back behind everyone wesley was like <laughs> A big kitchen knife, and he's like picking at you know, <laughs> cleaning his nails, like. <laughs> Amazing. And then it just you know it just vanishes. Yeah, as soon as Lydia looks up, it's all like, and it's gone. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> yes, she leaves, uh, and the rest of you uh, find yourselves in an empty room with some spore servants and some cells, uh, and no Kawari. Okay, um, I'm slightly worried that Corey's been gone so long. I think we should go look for her. Um, will you guys come with me so I don't have to go alone? You pulled the lever. You weren't supposed to. That's what you said. I know. I'm sorry. I got... I got very impatient. We all make mistakes sometimes, Hart, and friends will support you no matter what through those mistakes. Um, okay. Besides, the quest for her brother was, uh, you know, right there. She became impassioned. <laughs> well, yes. I just, I meant what I said to Rav Ravison. I am, I am very tired. Well, let's go wrap this up then. And as <laughs> loyal begin to head off towards where. Uh, Corey supposedly at. Mm -hmm. uh, Corey, you can rendezvous with your party. Um, would you wait to read the note until you're reunited with them? Or would you do the uh, do the comprehend 
languages. Uh, she would have done the comprehend languages, uh, like in the room as Hart left. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, but yeah, if she's uh, finished reading it, uh, she'll talk it away. Um, in that case, I will send to you what the note says. Okay. And you can choose to share that if you wish. Okay. I have to find you. You got this. I have to find Satan. Yeah. <laughs> Some there people tell you to find Jesus, but it's really Satan the one you're looking for. That's, that's the one I'm looking for now. Um, as we're walking to meet up with Corey, Lydia will just sort of turn to Wesley. Um, sorry, uh, DM, what was the name of the place that um, Ravison mentioned? East Haven. East Haven. And she'll just sort of um, ask if Wesley knows anything about East Haven or anything weird going on so that they would have taken him there for, uh, taken Lucas there for, and just sort of be talking and walking. I will say, uh, Westloy, um, peeking into the rest of those cells uh, and seeing all of those four servants uh, scattered amongst them, um, I don't think people know necessarily how to recognize a, a Zent when they see one, uh, except for you. Yeah. Um, there's definitely one or two of them in there with a uh, with a winged snake tattoo visible okay. somewhere. All right. Um. And how can I somehow relate that to her question? Other than we saw the bit on the note and these guys are there. What was her question? Oh, the do I know anything about East Haven? Um, well, it is a very large town. Um, it probably would have some Zentarum presence there. Um, there used to be a ferry that ran from East Haven to Kerkonig, where you live now. Uh, mm -hmm. In fact, you probably rode that ferry to Kerkonig, but since then, the lake has iced up too much for the ferry to run. So yeah. you're kind of stuck where you are unless you want to walk home. Right. Okay. Uh, I will uh, re relay that geographical knowledge and add um, and another... I don't mean to impinge your brother's reputation, but a couple of those individuals in the cells were ex-Zentarum. So that may also be a connection, you know, with the note you found in them. Maybe he was tracking the Zentarum. Maybe he, again, not to impinge, but maybe he is... Uh, in cahoots. Who's in Thank cahoots you. with what? Corey, are you okay? Uh, yeah, I found the lamp. Okay, so some things happened while you were gone, and Lydia's gonna do that thing where she kind of like doesn't make eye contact with Corey because she knows that she's gonna get in a little bit of trouble and just talk. Okay. Okay, so we were gonna wait to let Ravison out until you got back, but you were taking a long Boris time. Boris laugh squats in front of Lydia. <laughs> you were 
you were taking a long time and she said she had information about Lucas, but she would only give it to me if I let her out. So I pushed the button and I let her out and she gave me the information about Lucas and now she's gone. But she gave me some berries. Did you know that the button would open Pile of berries. We didn't, but we assumed so based off of the sigildry. That's a big word for you, Hart. Very proud of your words, Hart. Thank you. So, Lydia. <laughs> you impatiently press a button that could open a cell, but you did not know it was her cell, one of the uh, creatures. I made an educated guess. They shared um, pictures. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I just... Look, I just... I understand. Okay, I'm glad. Are you okay? Are you safe? Yeah. Are you hurt really badly? I'm kind of low on, on um, my skills, but <laughs> they stand. They stand up, and then you see, like, from the sides, just like blood spreading. I'm fine. Uh, Lydia will ignore that and immediately reach her hand up and touch um, the most bloodied part of Corey's side and cast Cure Wounds at first level, which is her last spell slot of the day. Uh, so you get 10 hit points back. That is a very good D8. I will be keeping that D8 handy. <laughs> it has only rolled sixes, sevens, or eights for me tonight. Um, a, uh, I don't... Uh, so what is the information she had on your brother? Well, um, they took him to East Haven. It's the best that she could understand. Um, they were speaking Dwarvish at him and he didn't, he didn't understand. He doesn't speak Dwarvish. At least he didn't last time I saw him. Well, a, I found a note, uh, in there. I'll, I'll read it to y'all because it's in Dwarvish. Uh, I can read. I could understand Dwarvish, I just can't speak it. If I cast a spell, I kind of read it in one of my books, but I forgot I had it. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. So what does what does the note say? Uh, it says, uh, "Brother, uh, you will find me on the frozen ferry in East Haven. Uh, from this new base, the search for Shardalin continue. The search for I don't know. It doesn't really say something there. I think it's the search for something continues. Long may our father reign over this dark land, Thur." Hmm. Is this, uh, Wesley, is this similar wording and like speech patterns to the snake tattoo guys that we, that you said were in the cells? Uh, the Zentarum. And, the Zentarum, uh, yeah. I mean, so. I don't think so. I, it, that sounds more like dwarf on dwarf action. He says as he, he kind of did like, gets bashful or something as the words are coming out of his mouth um <laughs> it, it, we don't have we don't have to uh worry about whatever they're looking for let's just we need to go to east haven if that's where your brother is well then to east haven we will go but first we should sleep okay at least I know he's not out in the cold alone. If they're keeping him alive all the way to East Haven, they're likely going to keep him alive for a little bit longer. 
So maybe we should find a room here and sleep for the night, take shifts. I found the lantern. <laughs> Green. Well, Hart found it. Blue. Red. Green. Is it like slow like I have going or should I should yes. I speed it yes. up? Uh, <laughs> no, it's 100% like All that. Right. Uh, let's uh, let's find the place to invest. Yeah. So Lydia will try and find like the comfiest room um, in. There are no comfy rooms. Everything is made of rock. It's terrible. It's like Mark Hearth and Skyrim. <laughs> it's like, why do you, why? Why you can you can have beds? Okay. Rephrase. Lydia will find the most easily defensible room. Um, small okay. room, one entrance, no windows. Yeah, yeah, deal. yeah. Um, that that would probably be the room that you guys found uh, the lantern in. Uh, and there's even a bed in there too, made of rock. Koi <laughs> will put her her bedroll on it for whoever wants to. Uh, yeah. Thank you for the follow, right. Game Blaster Alpha GB. <clears throat> Game Blaster Alpha, awesome name. Whenever anybody follows and I'm on the show, I take this mall and I hit that guy in the face. Yay! Woo! <laughs> um, all right. So you guys go ahead and have a rest in there. Are you gonna do a short rest, long rest? What's it? What's it? What's it? What? What'll it be? Long rest, please. Yeah, I'm out of spells. Okay, you're going to sleep there. Um, all right. Uh, as you do so, as, uh, as a there, secondary defense, I take the bag of a thousand ball bearings I have and pour them in front of the door. I love it. So that oh, if anybody wonderful. tries to come in invisible, we'll uh, we'll see marbles being flung all yeah, over we'll at least, if nothing else. Yeah, we'll the shit out of these guys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Um, so everybody settles down, uh, and there are dreams tonight. But they are not heart streams. Uh, Westloy, you are surrounded by the ghosts of your old crew. Uh, and they are all sitting at a long, long table at the mess hall. Uh, and they all have bowls and they're all empty. Uh, and they all turn around and they look at you simultaneously uh, with their gaunt faces. Uh, and the captain walks up behind you and he puts his hand on your, uh, on your shoulder and he says, we mustn't let them find the Duchess. Who them exactly? Oh, actually it would be, who them exactly? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, I was thinking like nobody, you know, just... We all kind of died. We all went down with the ship. Supposed to, you know, dead men tell no tales and all that. This sound good? Gotcha, Captain. Trust old Westloy. Great. <laughs> okay, good night. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we'll leave off. Ah. Uh... <laughs> Oh my! Well, we've wait. We've, we got yeah. another follow. <gasps> we did. Me uh, and Aurel, I see you. All right. Uh, 
The Maiden Aurel has followed us. Thank yeah. you. I'll take this mall. Hit that guy in the face. Yay! Hey, thanks for the follow. Uh, so we have we have our goodbye. Obviously, uh, Wesley mm -hmm. says that he's he, you know, uh, I I hate to part, but I had a prophetic dream and I must attend to them all the time. It's fine. Uh, some some other things. I uh, bid you farewell, and he you know flourishes a cloak, and I hope you do find your uh, brother. And he you know reaches up to shake Corey's hand and Lydia's hand, and the you know takes heart by the shoulders and it's like, have faith, you're yeah. amazing creature. I I wish to know more someday. Maybe our paths will cross again. The Chewinga on Hart's shoulder is kind of like rubbing its fake beard and like like elbowing you like eh, eh? <laughs> You want to take the lantern back? That's a fine idea. Particularly since I'm a halfling and I don't have dark vision. Again, Wesley. Safe travels. Again, safe travels. Any if if you do happen to see my brother, please um, tie him down, sit on him, don't let him leave. I shall personally... <laughs> and, and he goes to say something and he stops and he's like, I'll keep him tied to a chair. And then <laughs> and then he spins on a heel and he starts walking off and and his, his voice is not the one he's normally been using, but he thinks he's far enough away. Uh, and you hear, farewell and adieu, my fair Luskin lady, farewell and adieu, my lady of Luskin. <laughs> and he, and he, Still he shady. Just... <laughs> 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 Seriously <laughs> sus. Uh... <laughs> and that, that halfling voice uh, echoes off of the, uh, the, 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 the cliffs and the mountains and over the hills. Uh, and is swallowed by the snow. Uh, and you see that faintly uh, color-changing lantern just grow more and more distant as Westloy walks out of your lives. Hart will call after him to have a great day as he leaves. <laughs> Bless. Big wave. That guy is super shady. <laughs> he told me all sorts of things about pies. Do you think that we could turn Ravnus Ravnus's berries into pies? We probably could, Hart. We have enough now. Um, okay, come on, everybody. Time to get warm. <laughs> she just kind of picks them both up, puts them in her jacket. Yeah, Hart will. If there is there any wood nearby, like is there any wood in this stone enclosure? I think you could find some yeah. uh, some firewood. Hart yeah, we'll put together some firewood and then druid craft to create a small bonfire, or create a small campfire Aww. for them. I do keep on trying to end this episode. <laughs> that's okay. Just and that's where we'll leave off. Yeah. It's by the fire. <laughs> the weather outside is frightful. Anyway, take us away. <laughs> and with that, that's where we'll call it for tonight's session. So, GB, thank you so much for joining us on this thank wonderful you. excursion through the frozen Northlands. I always have a blast whenever you're on the show, but I always have a blast whenever any of these people are on the show. Danae, where can we find you? What do you do? 
Oh, goodness. Hi, everybody. I'm Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings mostly related to D&D &D and a lot of things on this channel. Uh, I am on Twitter at Danae Keener. Uh, I have a schedule there. Um, I'm usually on here and sometimes I'm on DGK. Who, who knows where I'm going to be next? The schedule does. DanaeKeener.com. <laughs> and Satan. Sorry. Uh... <laughs> I, that's the courtyard um but hi everyone i'm satan uh how are you uh you can find me at elizabeth uh two piece over on uh twitterverse uh if you don't find me here playing core the goliath fighter you can find me here next thursday for the last episode of our time security uh as my final uh show as a vi the drow bard uh, and uh, here once a month playing Lilith, my vampire mobster. You can also find me in many other channels, much like Valdrian playing Dragon Age, uh, Plot Hunters playing um, uh, uh, Horde of the Dragon Queen, and Sundays DMing for my friends over at Nexus Adventures uh, in the morning uh, through my homebrew world, and they're about things about to go a little spooky. If you want to find out more, hmm. Uh, and soon I have a few more uh, stream shows that are coming up, but I can't still I can't talk about them yet. You can find me in a few more shows later because uh, I know no bounds <laughs> in games. <laughs> anyway, that's me. And speaking of things we can't talk about, hi, I'm Liz Mack. Um, you can find me here every Sunday night <laughs> or at LizMacD22 on Twitter. Um, I'm also lucky enough to be the community manager of Clever Plays Studio. We are a small indie game studio based out of Montreal, Canada. And our game Operation Tango is coming out this year. And as a little insider acorn tip for you all starting right now actually 47 minutes ago we have an amazing giveaway we've partnered with hyperx headphones and we have a set you can win for valentine's day for you and your player two of custom uh operation tango art on hyperx headsets and it's the newest hyperx model it's really really cool there's a bunch of ways you can enter everyone's pretty familiar with gleam.io Please do so before February 22nd, um, and the link is in the chat if you want it. And otherwise, I will see you guys next Sunday, and check out jabroni.tv. All right, that's, that's me. Greybeard or Greybeard's Tavern, check out Twitter, Greybeard Tavern, for uh, my schedule. It's uh, toned way down, but you can find me Thursday nights here on Indoor Adventures, Friday nights on GGK, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday morning. You can find me on my channel, Greybeard Tavern, on Twitch, where I get to play with all my fun toys, and we have adventures in space and medieval times and whatnot, as I kind of a kind of a variety streamer. Other than that, uh, you can catch me once a month running Monster Noir here on Indoor Adventures, where uh, it's a game we made and we love it. And um, yeah, that's it for me, GB. And if you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey, Acorns, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the Indoor Adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash Indoor Adventures. We do shows like this on Monday and Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, as well as on Sundays at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 
this is your first time joining us, you can go, you, go to youtube.com slash Indoor Adventures to check up on the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point, including full playthroughs of Curse of Strahd, Ghost of Saltmarsh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist, Tomb of Annihilation, and soon-to-be Tyrant Security as well. Um, we also have audio casts wherever those are made available for free. And speaking of things that are being made available for free, we are going to be going into our Patreon-supported after show called Knights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from the community, but also also from each other so if you have any questions for myself or any of these other fine folk feel free to have posted them in the twitch chat to the side over meow or join us in our discord the link can be found down below so if you like this show and you want to hang out with this awesome cast and crew of people hey guess what you totally can do that and we'd appreciate seeing you there but for now we are going to be going into that after show so i would like to say once again thank you to everybody who who decided to stop by go and check out that gleam.io giveaway those headphones are fucking sweet and thank you today for putting up with our bullshit once again this week and we'll see all of you guys next time all right everybody bye bye <laughs>